and welcome to the Banking Bonus Time podcast, produced and presented by the Community Bankers Webinar Network, powered by FinEd. Today, we will be listening in on a clip from Elizabeth Fast's webinar as a part of the collection series, Chapter 7 and 13, Consumer Bankruptcies, Special Rules, Cramdowns, and Risks. Elizabeth Fast is a partner with Spencer Fain, LLP, where she specializes in the representation of financial institutions. Elizabeth is the head of the firm's training division. She received her law degree from the University of Kansas and her undergraduate degree from Pittsburgh State University. In addition, she has a Master of Business Administration degree, and she is a certified public accountant. Before joining Spencer Fain, she was general counsel, senior vice president, and corporate secretary of a $9 billion bank with more than 130 branches, where she managed all legal, regulatory, and compliance functions. So with that, I will let our listeners out there listen in and check out this clip from Elizabeth's bankruptcy webinar. Thank you, and hello to everybody out there. Today's webinar is about consumer bankruptcies. Many experts have predicted a rise in consumer bankruptcies after the COVID-related debt relief package money runs out. So that's one reason for our webinar today. Here on slide five is an outline of what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about the differences between the Chapter 7 and Chapter 13 consumer bankruptcy cases. And then we're going to go over important bankruptcy terms and concepts like the automatic stay, exempt property, fraudulent transfers, preferential payments, cram downs, etc. We're going to talk about when you have to stop your collection efforts and when and how you can repossess the collateral after the bankruptcy has been filed. We'll explain what a cram down is and when and when you can't use it. We'll discuss when and how to exercise the right of set off after a bankruptcy has been filed. We'll talk about when a creditor can use reaffirmation agreements and what things you have to do to make those things valid. And then finally, we'll discuss what the creditor can legally do after the debt has been discharged. Moving on to slide six. A Chapter 7 bankruptcy is a liquidation of the debtor's non-exempt assets to pay the debtor's liabilities. All of the debtor's non-exempt, non-pledged assets are collected by the bankruptcy trustee and converted into cash. The cash is then distributed to priority claims first and then to unsecured claims. In a Chapter 7 case, the creditors stand in line based upon their claim priority in the bankruptcy. And the claims are classified as either super priority, which are generally taxes and child support, Next are the perfected secured claims, and that's where your institution wants to be. You want to be perfected and secured. And then any remaining assets then are paid to unsecured creditors. Now, if you're a perfected secured creditor, you are either paid for the collateral that secures your loan or the collateral itself is going to be returned to you. On slide seven. In a Chapter 7 bankruptcy, the debtor has three options. Number one, the debtor can reaffirm the debt. Number two, the debtor can surrender the collateral to the creditor. And number three, the debtor can redeem the collateral. So let's say that the debtor has a car loan with your institution, and your institution has a perfected security interest in that car. When the debtor files bankruptcy, the debtor has these three options. Number one, they can reaffirm the debt. 
which means that the debtor signs a reaffirmation agreement agreeing to continue to pay you on the loan and they get to keep the collateral. The second option that the debtor can choose from is to surrender the collateral to your institution. So he would give the car back to you. And then the third option is to redeem the collateral. In this situation, the debtor gets to keep the collateral by paying the fair market value of the collateral to the creditor. And this is what we mean by a cram down. Under this option, the debtor agrees to pay the creditor for the collateral in one lump sum payment, which is the fair market value of the collateral. But we'll discuss later that a cram down is not permitted if it is a purchase money security interest on a motor vehicle purchased within 910 days of a bankruptcy filing or if it's a purchase money security interest on other collateral, in other words, not a motor vehicle, purchased within one year of the bankruptcy filing. So again, these are the three options that the Chapter 7 debtor gets to choose from. Now, many years ago, there was a fourth option, which allowed the debtor to keep the collateral as long as the debtor stayed current on that loan. Now, that option is not available anymore under the bankruptcy code. However, you as the creditor and the debtor could voluntarily agree to allow the debtor to keep the collateral as long as they stay current. But that that option is not available under the bankruptcy code anymore. You can access and purchase Elizabeth's webinar on Chapter 7 and 13 Consumer Bankruptcies, Special Rules, Cramdowns, and Risks at our website using the link in our show notes. You can also visit us at financialedinc.com. Be sure to follow us on LinkedIn and Facebook on the Community Bankers Network pages. I would like to thank all of our state association partners, our topic experts, and you, the listeners. Thank you for all you do to support your customers. 